then Ollie and Lou are going to come and uh, share some updates, some headlines of what's been happening after we bittersweetly sent them 15 months ago, I'm guessing. December 2020, wasn't it? We sent these guys to be part of the Broadstairs Church plant. Much has happened since then. There's much to update us on, on uh, how we can keep praying for them over there. Then we're going to pray for them. And then we're also going to fix our eyes on Herne Bay as well. We're going to pray for our town uh, and interspersed in that. As long uh, as we go, we just, we'll, we'll sing uh, various stages as well. well. We'll make that bit up as we go and see what Holy Spirit wants to do amongst us. But first of all, if you've been part of Beacon for any length of time, you'll know that we categorically believe that prayer is effective and prayer is essential. Prayer is the air that we breathe as God's people. That's what it means to be his people. Prayer is more than just the doing of prayer. Prayer is about the being of prayer. As his people, we relate to him and walk in step with the Spirit and we're talking with our Father at all times and petitioning on our behalf, on others' behalf and celebrating him through our walk with him, conversationally, as well as with our hands. But this morning we're focusing on our neighbours, effectively, aren't we? Why do we need to be praying for our neighbours? Why should we be praying for those around us? Well, primarily it's because we are more than just, as God's people, we are more than just a bunch of people with a ticket to heaven and a hotline to God. That's sometimes the caricature of, well, that's what a Christian means, even to a lot of Christians. It's not just about us. Rather, we are instead, we are a people, more than that, we are a people who are called out of darkness and we are called into leading one another and the others around us nearer and nearer to him, the light. That's what it means. That's what it means to disciple, helping each other get nearer to Jesus. That's what it means to evangelize. That's discipling other people who haven't met him yet. It's always about helping people get closer to Jesus. We're called out of darkness into the light and helping others get towards the light as well. And so Jesus has given us the almighty privilege of being his representatives here on earth, but also his primary means of change. Remember I was preaching a couple of weeks ago, said the harvest is plenty, off you go then. (laughs) You're my primary means, you're going to go before me. I'm not going to go there and you can stand and watch me. Off you go and I'll be behind you. We're his representatives, we're also his primary means of change here on earth. And that therefore includes how we pray as much as how we roll our sleeves up and physically love our neighbours with acts of kindness and so on. It includes praying for them. If you want to turn to Exodus chapter 19, which is probably a passage you weren't expecting this morning. Exodus 19. And there's a passage here where after God has rescued Israel from hundreds of years of increasingly abhorrent slavery in Egypt, he's rescued them from that awful place. And then he says to them, through, he's speaking to Moses to tell the people of Israel. Exodus chapter 19, verse 4, God says this. You yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession among all peoples, for all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the people of Israel. So he's saying, I've rescued you out of darkness, I've rescued you from slavery, and now you are my treasured possession among all peoples, for all the earth is one, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. That's that phrase I just want to focus on for a moment, a kingdom of priests. 
Because a priest, a priest is simply a mediator. In this context particularly, a mediator between God and man, between holy God and lowly man. The priest is the go-between to represent God, but to petition to God on behalf of the people as well. And so God is telling Moses here that all Israel were to be a whole community of God's mediators, of God's go-betweens. He's saying you are to be a kingdom of priests. However, by midway through the next chapter, literally, we see the people start acting in fear and they scupper what God wants for them. By the end of chapter 20, the end of the next chapter, we see God. He descends upon the mountain in all his majesty. And the people, instead of stepping into what God has ordained for them to be a kingdom of priests, instead they're trembling and they're telling Moses to mediate on their behalf. You read the end of chapter 20. They say to him, he's terrifying. We don't like this. We want you to talk to God and let him talk to you and we'll listen to you. It's literally what they say to him. So God's response is to give them what they ask for. And here's the thing. Instead of becoming a kingdom of priests for the nations, by their own nature and choice, they instead become a kingdom with priests like the nations. It's pretty sobering. Instead of becoming a kingdom of priests for the nations, they very quickly, almost immediately, become a kingdom with priests like the nations. By their own choice, born out of fear rather than trust, they give up their immediately available inheritance as mediators en masse. And so the priesthood becomes limited to a selection of men through the centuries and not everyone in that community. They've missed out, and so has the world. Pretty sobering. Wonderfully, however, Jesus, our great high priest, God himself, come down in the form of man, fully God and fully, fully man, has bridged the gap as our great high priest between God and man. And through his death on our behalf and his resurrection, where he gives us that life back, he's our great high priest. And he, Jesus, has made a way for us, therefore, for us, his people, who place our trust in him for doing what we cannot do, bridging that gap, we therefore get once again to be that kingdom of priests for the nations as we should be. That's who we are as God's people now through Jesus. 1 Peter 2, verse 9, famous verse for many of us. But Peter sums this up now. He says, now if you're in Christ, he says, you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, See that word again, that treasure possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you. And if you're in Christ, you're, you're a, a royal priesthood. And then just to re-emphasize that, in Revelation chapter 1, John himself says in verse 5, second half of verse 5 onwards, to him, Christ who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and made us a kingdom, priests to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. See, through faith in Christ, Holy Spirit resides in us and he repurposes us. He's repurposed us to be, us, to be a kingdom of priests to the world as God's people should have been all along, to our neighbourhoods, to the nations, just as God intended. How do we live that out? What does it mean to be God's priests, his kingdom of priests to the nations? What does that look like? Well, there is the representation 
Priests are a signpost. They represent God to man and they point to him. That's for us to witness in our conduct and our acts of kindness, to be his, his instruments in those circumstances and scenarios through our speech, sharing the explicit gospel in every which way, pointing people to Christ, whatever that means in every situation. That We are representing God and we're signposting, pointing people to him. But also, we are his mediators. As priests, we are his mediators, which involves mediating, <laughs> and which also includes praying and interceding, petitioning on their behalf. And therefore, God's intent has always been that. And even in Jeremiah 29, verse 7, many of you know that's one of my favorite verses. Jeremiah 29, 7, God says to God, his people, even before Christ has come and done his ultimate work on the cross, even before then, he's saying to his people, who are now once again in slavery in Babylon, he says to them, seek the welfare of the city where I've sent you into exile, and pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare, you'll find your welfare. Even though they, at the time, Israel, had given up their birthright to, be all, to all be priests, God nevertheless expected them to live much of that out loud still as his people. To seek their welfare, pray to me on their behalf. And therefore, how much more so should we be those people? How much more so should that be our goal? Because we are, in Christ, all priests. The Asbury Bible Commentary, it's a 50 Wesleyan preachers of the time, a couple of hundred years ago or more, um, comments on that verse. And it says, God's people must pray for their enemies even, must pray for them, because he is concerned with their shalom, their wholeness, their ultimate spiritual peace. He's concerned with that wholeness that will come when they acknowledge God as the sovereign ruler of the world. Therefore, they must pray for them. We've got to pray for the people around us. They need Christ as much as we ever have. And so this is the same call on us as God's people, his mediators, his go-betweens, to seek the wholeness, the welfare, the shalom of the world around us in word, in deed, and petitioning on their behalf, that they might know him and that they might come into full wholeness in him like we have. William Booth um, was the guy who started the Salvation Army. And his wife, Catherine, every night would say to their children, you are not sent here for yourselves. You are sent here for others. The world is waiting for you. The world needs us. The world is waiting for us. doesn't know it, but the world is waiting for us to step ever more into who we are now as God's kingdom of priests for the nations. God's kingdom of priests seeking the welfare of those around us. And therefore, we're going to pray. We're going to pray for Herne Bay in a little while. But first of all, we're going to pray for what's been happening in Broadstairs. Um, Ollie and Lou, come and talk to us. Give them a big round of applause. Haven't we missed them? Every now and again, every few, few weeks or few months, we get together for an evening or a lunchtime and hang out together. And I still miss them big time in between, so you guys must have been, be missing them even more. They're amazing, aren't they? But yeah, give them lots of hugs afterwards. Prevent them from getting to the coffees because there's too many hugs in the way. <laughs> but uh, let's hear what's been happening, and then we can pray. Thank you. Um, yeah, it'd be great being here. Uh, I must apologise to our tech team as well, your tech team. 
Because um, obviously there were lots of people we were talking to and then forgot to hand over the USB stick until you'd already started worshipping. So apologies, well done. <laughs> um, we're we're going to split it slightly. I'm going to talk a little bit about how, where we've been you know, in the past year since we sort of first started venturing into Broadstairs and Lou's going to bring us more up to date with what's going on now. Um, it's a kind of a tale of two halves, I guess. Um, as many of you know, we... we but it was almost two years ago to the day when we first met um, with a woman who was um, already involved in Broadstairs, doing lots of sort of community-focused stuff for Christian women who was feeling called to the same area of Broadstairs we were called to. So it felt like, oh, there's something, something going on here. And then, obviously, coronavirus hit, and we sort of, you know, kept in touch with her and kind of doing little bits here and there. But it wasn't really until that first lockdown was over we were able to really explore what was going on. Um, and then I guess it was about September time when it was kind of, you know, announced that we were going to be taking that step, that leap into Broadstairs to sort of to follow up what was going on there. Um, for about three months, and then it was the end of 2020 that we, well, it was Christmas 2020 where we finished here, and 2021 was us in Broadstairs. And it was quite an interesting time, as Steve knows much more of the sort of the ins and outs, but... It was no sort of straight line from us starting there to sort of where we are here. You know, God has an interesting journey for us all, I think, and it, it, it's never quite as straightforward as you might think. So we, like I say, we joined together with, um, with Kate and John, her husband, who were in Broadstairs already, joined in with what they were doing, and you know, there was a lot of work, a lot of sharing the gospel with the neighbors, lots of stuff going on. But when we left here, we had a real heart for just planting something really like a rich compost was a sort of the, the the heart I had it felt like here at Beacon you know we as new Christians had had joined a really healthy wholesome community of believers and we wanted to take that sort of that rich compost and plant something new into Broadstairs um, you know think of the parable of the sower where where was the good growth it was in the good soil so it felt like our heart was really for that that good soil and it didn't feel like that was quite where the focus was when we got there. But we got stuck in, sort of, you know, both of us sort of getting involved in different ways in what we could. But it was a bit of a, a stormy time for one reason or another. And ultimately, come um, October of last year, it, um, it, Kate decided, you know, that it wasn't really the direction she wanted to go. And we parted ways. And it was, it was difficult. It, I, I don't want to say it was a nice mutual decision. It was kind of like, this isn't working. There had been a lot of storm, a lot of difficulty and kind of different visions and different values that were rubbing along in an unhelpful way for the gospel. So ultimately, it was the right decision, I think, last October, but it wasn't easy. Um, it wasn't easy at all, and there was a lot of hurt, a lot of anger um, on both sides, I think. Um, but we got to that sort of October, November time, sort of leading up to Christmas, just gone, and it felt like, okay, we got this small this small group of people now. There was there's Lou and I, a couple of other um, couples, you know, good, established, well-rooted Christians, some others that had joined us who were, um, you know, Christians who were coming on the journey. But, and it felt like there was something starting there. But there was a lot of conversations about, well, we had this big, you know, we, our first service in Broadstairs, there were about 40 of us in the room, you know, mostly new believers or not yet believers. So it kind of felt like there was one thing going on, but it wasn't that heart that we'd had, that sort of, that word we had. But... Um, yeah, at the end of last year, it was kind of like, oh, where are we going then? We've got this small group. What, what now? What we've been doing the last year seems to have fizzled out, seems to have gone in a different direction. What now? 
and I think there were questions, weren't there, sort of at the end of last year, you know, is it, is it going to happen now? Do we need to just take a step back and just maybe look to Broadstairs again in a year or two's time? Um, but things have, been, things have been going on, and Lou's going to share a little bit more about Christmas and onwards, I guess. Yeah, so we had we had been meeting every Sunday um, from when did we start? June. Yeah. We started meeting last June every Sunday. Um, we had a a split where a lot of people left. That was end of September time. But we sort of limped on until Christmas, having our sort of Sunday gatherings, and at that point reassessed, um, and. At Christmas, we held a little, well, it was just Christmas carols, wasn't it? At an alehouse in St. Peter's. I don't know if you know St. Peter's, but this lovely little alehouse, the Yard of Ale, um, we just had an idea that it would be nice to take, ooh, with some song lyrics over the top. We've got you a little background. Um, yeah, we we just we went along and we said we could we could come and bring a piano with Craig playing and Norma on the at one of our ladies, um, and we had this lovely time there. Now, if you can, the yard of ale is the bit you can see with the light. If you look sort of in the gap between the buildings, you can see a house there, and that is Keith and Norma's house. And Keith and Norma are a couple that joined us just as everything was going a bit Pete Tong. I don't know, wrong, <laughs> just wrong, bit wrong. They joined us just as, it, and they had been in Turkey, um, on mission in Turkey. They'd ended up unexpectedly back in the UK. They were feeling very hurt and bruised. Something made them come to Broadstairs. They had no link, but something made them come to Broadstairs. So they turned up, bought that house, slapped the most hospitable people, aren't they? Um, they're a retired couple, just want to throw their doors open. Um, and so what we've kind of ended up with, after throwing this little Christmas event... Um, there was a snow machine. Craig loves a snow machine. You, you won't go to any Christmas event that Craig puts on without there being a snow machine. So there we go. Um, there's Craig. This is Norma here on the trumpet. Um, so the owners of the Yard of Ale loved having us there, really, really appreciated what we did, and have since, well, they're just happy for us to use, use the little ale house. Um, not for church, because it's tiny, really, really tiny. We're talking just a little room. But, but to put on programs for the community. So um, that has what's... That's, could you go on to the next slide? Sorry, we've put these in the wrong order. So, uh, so yeah, this is one of our leaflets, Community Church Broadstairs, here to help. Just some of the programs that we're running. Now, obviously, the thing that really blesses us is the fact that we're not just Community Church Broadstairs. We're part of Fanic Community Churches. We're part of um, the church that Craig Prentice leads. So Community Church Ramsgate, which is now also Community Church Broadstairs and Margate. And 
So they're, they're 10 years in, they're pretty well established and they're running all these programs that we're able to sort of draw on. Um, so we have been offering CAP programs, the Kickstart program, um, which is support for people coming out of um, the pandemic. And we've been putting Kickstart on in the Yard of Ale since January. And that's just been a wonderful way to meet meet the neighbours, you know, meet people in the local community and um, offer them something. So um, Kickstart finished a cup of money management course in the Yard of Ale. Um, so that is really wonderful as well. And um, what was I just going to say? Oh, yeah, our we are a really tiny group now, um, but lovely, really wonderful, wonderful. Not, not us, the others um, are really, really lovely. And like a lot of us have trained to become CAP befrienders now, haven't we? So that's another way that we're hoping to bless our neighbours is um, those who are employed by Thanet Community Churches to go and do CAP debt management. We, myself, Ollie, and some of the other members of our little Broadstairs group are trained now to go and accompany them when they visit their neighbours, befriend the people in debt and... While the debt management stuff is going on, we're doing befriending and support and getting to know people. So, um, need at the moment, isn't it? Like with you, you heard that. <laughs> there is a real need at the moment, isn't there? Especially, you know, I'm sure all of us are aware of the, the, the cost of living going through the roof. There's a lot of need there, and I think, sadly, it's it's often when there's need, isn't it, that people are more open to reaching out and and looking for help. And I think it is, it is one of those things of just seeing where, there's, where there is need in the neighbours, where there is need to, um, yeah, people are asking all sorts of questions. The pandemic led to a lot of people asking questions about, you know, big, the big questions of life. And I think also the situation now with, you know, the, the situation in, in Europe, the, you know, the cost of living, all of these things going on, a lot of people have a lot of questions. And I think it is that thing of just, you know, as Christians, we, we know that the Bible has the answers. And it's just that thing of how do we go from us knowing the answers to being able to meet with people and answer their questions? Because they've all, they've all got them. I mean, this is, this is a way we're finding very helpful. Um, you give a, a Wednesday, uh, Wednesday conversations. And often, often the group meets for a particular purpose. You meet that need, but the conversations, as you often come back, say, oh, well, went this way or went that way and you're just able to meet people in all sorts of different ways yeah. and that's, a, that's the great thing about cap isn't it that it does it doesn't hide what it's about it does it doesn't hide that ultimately we're we're here about jesus people people know that they're getting that when they come which is wonderful um so in terms of our like our rhythm could you go back to that other slide now vicky thank you um as, we're as chaotic as ever. Um, so we kind of have this rhythm going now. We're, we're too small a group to kind of put on a service on our own at the moment. So what we've done is um, Craig had this prophecy that Community Church Ramsgate was going to have twins. And um, they, you know, Margate and, Ramsgate, uh, Margate and Broadstairs seem to be those twins. So for this season... We are meeting with our twin, Community Church Margate, 
twice a month on a Sunday. So the first Sunday of the month and the third Sunday of the month, we meet together with Community Church Margate in Cliftonville and enjoy sort of fellowship with them. The second Sunday of the month is the All Together um, service, which is Margate, Broadstairs and Ramsgate all together at the Royal Harbour Academy in Ramsgate. And then the fourth Sunday of the month, the whole of the church in Thanet splits into what we call homes. Sometimes it's homes, sometimes it's small groups that serve particular parts of the community. So, for example, there are a couple of ladies who run a service for older adults, particularly those with Alzheimer's, and they do that on the home Sunday. There's a messy church that happens on the home Sunday. For a while in Broadstairs, we were doing like a little family afternoon, weren't we? Um, we gather in Keith and Norma's house on that Sunday and just eat together and have a... The idea is that it's a way of... Um, praying for your neighbours, praying for where you are, inviting others in, hopefully. The vision is that one day all of these homes across Thanet will, who know, be their own little congregations in Thanet. Um, that's the big vision. And we meet every Wednesday as a Broadstairs church from five till seven in Keith and Norma's house and just eat together, pray together, study the Bible together. And it is a, we're seeing fruit, aren't we? we we're, um, we've had a, a young lady who's been with us for a while, and she's recently come, yeah, come to know Jesus, hasn't she? Just in the last couple of weeks. And it's, um, yeah, we're seeing fruit. It's an exciting time. Do you want to give... Yeah, there is a slide with a few possibly. We will, we, we can talk. <laughs> That's one of the groups. What's the, there should be a, the last one should have the prayer point. There we go. So just, just some, some prayer requests, really. Look at that one. Maybe it's us sounding a bit wonky. Please pray for fewer gaps in PowerPoints. <laughs> <laughs> must try harder these are just the, i mean um like i said the strong roots there are as Lou sort of alluded to there are people joining us on this journey and that's so lovely to see those sort of seeds just that, that early growth um and it's just that having people having strong roots that's what we want to see those strong roots to bear good fruits that's sort of the the idea we want there um just more visual you know any any um, words of knowledge or prophecy, you know, just in terms of vision for us to serve our neighbours. We're very keen to get involved in how we do that. How do we spend our time wisely um, meeting people? A venue in Broadstairs would be great. We, like I say, we meet at Keith and Norma's, um, but we're at capacity there, and we want to make space for growth rather than um, just being comfortable where we are. Um, so a venue in Broadstairs would be great. Obviously, taking people over to Cliftonville for those halls ones is, is fine. That's working. Um, but we really want to see us established in Broadstairs rather than having to do that in the longer term. Um, and I, I did put for, for Lou and I as well just wisdom for us, particularly sort of around the balance between family life um, and church life. One thing that's come along since we've, um, since we've gone to Broadstairs is we are now just tipping into those teenage years. We've got a, we've got a 13-year-old, nearly 14. We've got 
two 11-year-olds, nearly 12, but, you know, they might as well be 15. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's an interesting season. You know, there are a lot of, there's a lot of need at home, and there's a lot of need in the community. And, I, I, you know, we want to just get that balance right. What does God want for our lives? What does, you know, how does God see us going? So just prayers into that. Um, and we're always, I know, you know, some of you sometimes said this message is just you're praying for us, or if you've got particular words for us, it's always really helpful. So, um, yeah, here's some great ideas about anything that God puts on your heart, of course, very welcome.